You're listening to the podcast of Always Forward, the church planting initiative of the Anglican Church in North America, helping plant gospel-centered, sacramental, missional churches. For more information and resources, please visit always-forward.com. everyone. Um, I am Canon Dan, Canon for Church Planting for the Anglican Church in North America, and with me is my friend and colleague, director of our Always Forward Institute, Molly Ruck. Um, Molly, how are you today? Doing well today, yes. Good, good. I'm glad I'm glad to hear it. Um, uh, all right, so we're, we're going to jump right into things today. Molly and I have the opportunity to talk with church planters from uh, from all over the place and not just church planters, but even business leaders and church leaders. And, and so as we were preparing for this time of, of Facebook live here, um, what we ask every week before we do this is to say, what questions are planters asking or what themes are we seeing as we're, we're having lots of different conversations? Um, and it was clear to both of us as we touched base earlier this week to say, where do we want to go with our conversation on Thursday? That the, 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 the term that we have heard so much this week in various ways is discouragement. Uh, there just seems like kind of a big bunch of discer- uh, discouragement out there right now. And so, uh, and so we, we wanted to sort of flip that around and not, not like in a turn your frown upside down kind of, kind of way, but, uh, but to say, all right, if discouragement is, uh, is, is what's out there, let's diagnose why that is. Um, but then let's talk about perseverance. Um perseverance through discouragement. So we just want to mm-hmm. give some quick ideas about this today, tell you a little bit about what we're seeing and, uh, and, and give you mm-hmm. some, um, some possible ways forward if this is one of the things that you're working through right now uh, yeah. as, as well. Did I sum that up okay, Molly? Yeah, yeah. I think you summed it up great. I mean, I think that one of the things I'm seeing with people uh, sharing about discouragement is a guiltiness kind of feeling like Things are maybe even opening up in their areas where they have some more opportunities of ministry and regathering, and they know they should be excited about that, but it just feels like one more weight. Hmm. And so, you know, then there's that feeling of being feeling guilty of like, they know they should be happy, but it just feels like a burden. Right. Yeah. Uh, And and we don't have time to go into all of the deep-seated issues in this of where is our identity rooted and, uh, and how much are we shaped by our performance, uh, identity and things like mm-hmm. that. But I think, um, I think in just saying, how do we, how do, how do we, how do we persevere mm-hmm. knowing that we've got, um, we still got a long road to hoe here. Um, and, um, uh, in this particular season, mm-hmm. um, in, so, so first of all, let's let's diagnose why. Why do we think that we are seeing this dis- discouragement? Um, I, I mean, for there's a few things that come to mind for me. I mean, one is that um, there's a there's a there's decision fatigue. You know, I mean, people talk about Zoom fatigue and whatever. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of a that's kind of a, um, a a phrase that's hopping around out there right now. But but I think there's just there's just decision fatigue. We've had to make so many decisions, and mm-hmm. some rapidly and some that we've had to agonize over for weeks on end and face a lot of differing opinions with differing data with Mm -hmm. other people making different decisions based on the same data that you have 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like every decision that we make feels like I could very much be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And even if I'm not wrong, I know that half the people are going to be mad at me. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, or a decision is agonized over. And by the time you've made the decision, there's some new news yeah. that makes that decision irrelevant. Right. And you just right. spent all that time on it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I wrote down in my notes here of one, there's just lots of decisions. And then two, what you just said, there's, there's moving goalposts, right? I mean, there's, mm-hmm. okay, we're going that way. We're going to get to that. And then all of a sudden you get there and you go, Oh, actually now we have to do that over, over there and things are different mm-hmm. over here. And, um, I mean, and I, I am one of the worst at recognizing, um, um, I'm trying to think of the word sort of compiling fatigue, uh, that, mm. that it, that, uh, of recognizing how, um, that, that tiredness builds up over mm-hmm. weeks or months. I'll mm-hmm. feel tired one day and go, well, what did I do yesterday? Um, mm-hmm. or what did I do this morning? Did I sleep well last night? But I, I'm the worst to kind of back up and go, what did I, what's the last two months been like? And so yeah. I tend to, tends to catch up on me. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't know if anyone is really good at that in themselves. It often takes that outside voice reminding you of like, you've been doing this and then also that, and you've also had this. So like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe I I am tired. Yeah. So, so I wrote down, okay, so lots of decisions and then moving goalposts. And then, and then I wrote down um, and then no goalposts. Like, I think (laughs) we're sort of at this place right now with, with regathering um, and, and talking about that where, what's next? Like, mm-hmm. what, what do we, what do we do next until things are normal? Um, and then people want to use this phrase, the new normal, which, which I struggle with anyway, for a lot of different reasons. But, but, but there's this, there's, there's a grief, I think, in the midst of this too, of if this is long, long term, or shorter, long term, it's going to midterm, there's a sense of, we're not going back to the way things were three, three months ago within the next couple of weeks, or just because, okay, we're regathering now. Yeah. It's still different. And I think there's a grief that's in that as well. Yeah. So it's hard to be creative. It's hard to be, as you said, excited. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it's easy to be angry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that this is heightened right now with like the whole coronavirus. But I feel like what you just described were oftentimes experiences in planting a church regardless. Because how it was when it met in your home is different than when it's meeting in then this little community room. And then it changes yet again when you're like meeting in a high school or gym and you're coordinating, you know, moving things, setting things aside for your group. And Everything is changing and the goalposts you don't know, depending on how many people come a certain Sunday, if you're going to have to change. And so that's not something we're really experiencing right now as planters, because maybe we can't be meeting together. But when then you even do start meeting, it's kind of like, oh, man, this is a familiar feeling again of um, the grief of those changes, of not feeling like you really know the path ahead. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I experienced that we went out to a restaurant the other night because our restaurants are open again. And so, all right, so some people are now angry at me that I went that I went out and other people are like, yay, you went to the restaurant and supported the local restaurant. So again, that's a decision like 
Did I make the right one? I don't know. But we went out um, to a restaurant, but there's only half the tables in the restaurant. Um, and there was hardly anybody there at all. And it was sort of like, this is, I mean, it's nice to be out again and eating food that we didn't make here. Uh, but this isn't the same. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just not the same. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess part of, part of dealing with the, the discouragement of this, and as we switch into perseverance, I think part of it is, is just recognizing, yep, that this is a thing. Um, and, uh, and that you're not the only one that's experiencing it and a moment of reflection of, okay, this is why I'm feeling a little tired. This is why I'm being a little snippy, uh, as well. Um, and why I'm having a hard time being creative and why even just planning our next gathering might be, um, uh, might feel like it's just taking so much out of you. It's mm-hmm. cumulative. That's the word I was looking for earlier, uh, cumulative, yeah. uh, fatigue, uh, and, uh, and, um, uh, that, it just just recognize I, I think it's cumulative in us individuals but it's also it's corporate as well I mean we're just mm-hmm. experiencing this as a community church world business world yes parenting across the board it's just cumulative fatigue I think yes so perseverance okay so we wrote down um uh we uh we went down uh wrote down a few different things of how we can handle this how how we face mm-hmm. this and so so the first one that I wrote down, um, and this comes from just as a disclaimer, is right. I'm an Enneagram eight. I'm a I'm a Myers Briggs ENTJ. I'm a D on the disc profile, right? So take this with a with a grain of salt, I guess, to some degree. But I think the first aspect of perseverance of dealing with this with perseverance is to just go, "Yep, it's hard." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't. I mean, there's just no sugarcoating it, right? I mean, there's just a yep it's uh it's it's difficult and it's hard and it stinks and yep you got to still keep making decisions and and yep sometimes you don't feel like it and sometimes you just got to suck it up and do it and sometimes you just i mean there's a there's a certain aspect of it where um where we got to not be victims and we got to and we're not going to be babied through it and we just have to we just have to be mature and, and, uh, and pray a lot. And I'm not saying bootstrap yourself up. I mean, yes, we deal with this as Christians deal with this with humility and dependence and grace and praying for peace and in community, but there's a certain amount where, yep, it's hard and we just got to do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I think that's important actually to say it's hard because you could be the personality that always recognizes it's harder for somebody else. And so that you don't account for the fact of just saying, yeah, and it's hard for me right now too. Yeah. And, uh, you've got to have a starting place um, and and then creating a plan of what you're going to do to make it a little less hard or Mm -hmm. make it uh, make a path for getting through it and persevering um, asking the Lord for what that is. You've got to have that acknowledgement of it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So, so, so here's the next point that I wrote down as I was, as I was working through this and, um, and uh, I should say, well, a couple of things I should say. One, if you have any specific questions for us while we're live here, uh, you can put them down in the comments and, uh, and our producer Mikey will get them to us. And so we'll, we'll answer them uh, as, uh, as well. But, um, but Molly and I both looked at a couple of different resources that we'll be showing you over the course of this time. And it was funny because she sent me a message earlier today that she was like, Hey, I'm going to reference this book resilient ministry and i already had it on my desk right right here to look at too so mm-hmm. so this is one i mean honestly it's like when you when you're on the when you're at the place of sort of feeling tired and burned out and over information overload the last thing you want is a 300 and 
10 page book on being resilient. Um, so, I mean, I, I would share a couple of things that they, that they, that they say, if you have this book, pull it off your shelf and look at it, but they talk about just some themes that we need to, to pay attention to in our, in our own lives. And I think as we're reflecting right now of, all right, what needs to be in order? What, um, what needs focus? What do I need to do some thinking about and evaluation on? They, they kind of break down ministry life in a few different themes. And one is uh, spiritual formation. How are you being continued to be formed as a disciple of Christ self care. Um, and we've talked about that at length over the course of the last couple of months of, of self care, um, emotional and cultural intelligence. So the first part of it is, is figuring out, how you feel and uh, and and how you deal with things, and then emotional and cultural intelligence is paying attention to how others and the culture around you are dealing with things, uh, and then marriage and family, uh, how how what needs do your family have right now as well, and then the last one is leadership and management of how are you leading and making decisions well. So they talk, those are the themes. Basically, sums up a lot of what this book is 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 talking about is our is each one of those things and how we how we handle them effectively to be resilient for the long haul. And so I think I think this is helpful and their themes are 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 helpful in this as well. I think it goes into the theme that we have with always forward. One of the things we say we don't want you to feel alone. Uh it's sometimes helpful to read a book uh like this because it's interviewing pastors and their families on what they've experienced in ministry and you start to recognize oh Others have experienced this and um, know how I feel. And that's super helpful um, in ministry in general when you can have a sense of feeling alone in it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the, other, the other book that I pulled off my shelf here uh, to, um, to, to look through as we were thinking through how to, how to best um, um, give you guys some comfort and some guidance as well as this book called Leading on Empty uh, by Wayne Cordiero. Um, uh, it's, um, it, it, it's written much, much more conversationally, I think, than Resilient Ministry is. Um, but, this, but this is a good one too. Uh, he's specifically talking about burnout and, and that's, that's what we're actually trying to avoid in talking about resiliency and perseverance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's, he's talking about sort of how to how to get out of that, uh, but, but also a, a good book if you are, if this is how you process through and, uh, and is by reading things. So that's another good resource for you as well. Yeah. And one of the things that as I was flipping through the resilient <laughs> ministry that really came out is that um, right now your home and family life is experiencing as much discouragement as your church ministry life. And oftentimes the Lord in his graciousness will maybe one area will be hard and the other one, you know, by his grace will be a lot easier. And right now it seems as though every, you know, obviously every sector of our society is facing this challenge. So it's not like you can be putting energy into one thing. Well, you know, maybe not paying attention as much to the other. And so just the tension that, that pastors and families are experiencing right now mm-hmm. just rec- need to recognize the height of that and the perseverance it takes and actually the wisdom of the Lord of like how to properly um, address your role in each of those various um, kind of life roles you have. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, th- those two things came together. As I talked about, we went out to a restaurant. The reason we went to a restaurant is because it's our 19th year wedding anniversary. 
Um, and, uh, and so that was on Monday. So we, uh, so we, so we went out to eat and, uh, and, uh, but we were talking about where we were going to go out to eat. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I just, and just even the, the idea of, all right, we got to figure out what restaurants are open and where would be safe and what do we want to do? And I was just like, ah, um, I think we can order a pizza. I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, and so you're right. I mean, the, the, these two things of family and ministry and leadership all come together. And so, so that leads to one of the things that, uh, that is, is in this book, Leading on Empty, that he talks about stewarding your energy, um, which I thought was a great phrase of seeing your energy as a finite resource and then being intentional about going, okay, if I only have a certain amount of, of focus and, uh, and, and concentration, I need to use a portion of that to figure out how to use my energy and concentration uh, and to look at all those themes that, that, uh, that they talk about in resilient ministry, even of uh, which, which of those themes of spiritual formation and leadership and family and uh, where do you, where do you need to, take some of that finite energy and, and use it. And where you just say, I'm just not at the capacity that I'm normally at. And so I can't do everything. Mm -hmm. Don't run out of energy for the wrong things uh, as Mm -hmm. part of perseverance. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Okay. So the, the part of that, I think it's related to that, uh, that again, this is just an observation uh, that I think part of stewarding energy is I wrote down, fight less and fight more. And, and what I, what I wrote that down for was to say, fight less about stupid things like (laughs) that. um, And you might go, Oh no, no, don't call them stupid things because everything, everything feels like it's just blown up right now of, of, I mean, but there's only certain number of times that you can fight about whether people should be wearing masks out in public or not. Right. And it, and someone, I know I'm going to get an email. It's like, did you just call that a stupid thing? Now someone's going to die. Yeah. Like, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about of, of that, that, um, that conversation has been had and is being had. Um, and you need to decide, are you going to take some of your energy and jump into that? Because you think that's a gospel, um, uh, um, a gospel issue that you need to focus on. Okay. Then just know that you're not going to have energy for something else. And so, so fight less about the things that, that that if you're honest you're just fighting because you're just frustrated and angry and you just want to vent on something like stop fighting about those things but instead put your energy in the right places and fight more for the things that you need to fight more for like um what do you need to fight for for your for your family in your marriage right now what what are the things you really need to fight for within your church just be smart we all have to fight in the time of perseverance um but um but just fight in the right ways about the right things and don't just yeah. vent because then you're just going to be angry all the time. Focus yeah. and do or something right with. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's apostle Paul's words of fight the good fight, keep the faith. I feel like some of the fights that we get in are actually pulling us away from the faith, the solidness of the faith we all share mm-hmm. and um, which needs to be uh, viewed in, in the right way and, and kind of back important matters mm-hmm. yeah i agree okay so um so steward your energy um the next and i know i know molly you've put a lot of thought into this one as well the next is is rest and i know people are saying that a lot right now but mm-hmm. um but but we also both talked about how before we before we went live today we both talked about um we're we're encouraging people to rest and to retreat which molly's going to talk about in just a second but um we both sort of went 
Yeah, but we're not doing <laughs> we're not doing that either. And so there's a, there's a there's a hypocrisy to that that we just have to turn around. Well, and- no, there's an encouragement for all of us. We okay, all that's- need it. We recognized it in ourselves, and we're just assuming <laughs> you may be experiencing this as well. I was yeah. I was publicly repenting, is what no, I. No, no, no. I'm just <laughs> I'm just acknowledging my unity. I'm sure with others. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, so we, I mean, part of it is just literally like take some, take a day off, take some time off. Um, But, but then not only take some time off, I know Molly, one of the things that you brought up that was really convicting for me and that I'm processing through is the idea of retreat in the midst of this. Can you talk a little bit about that and what, what you meant by that? Yeah. I, I just feel like it's what you were saying about decisions. Everything's coming at us and we're in this reactive mode And um, so just a general pattern in life, having time set aside where you're going to retreat from that and uh, just hear from the Lord. And um, I know for a lot of uh, planters, you have young families, you're trying to figure out, we're already juggling, how do we, how on earth would I even do a retreat? But I'd encourage you to even think through, um, like maybe on a Friday, you get three hours in the morning to go walk around a park and sit on a bench. And then your spouse gets three hours in the afternoon to do the same. And then maybe, you know, after kids are in bed, you reflect on your retreat times that you had with the Lord together. Uh, Because, you know, I, I love going away to retreat houses, but some of those are not even open right now. Um, So I'll need to wait on that, but it, it doesn't mean I don't need a retreat. So figuring out, you know, taking some time, setting aside where um, you're you're just quieting yourself before the Lord. Um, So there's a a podcast that um, we listened to and enjoyed for multiple reasons. But uh, one of the things that came up in it were three questions to ask on a retreat. So the podcast is called Startup. It's by Gimlet Media. And in one of their like series, they interviewed a church planter, thinking about church planting a startup. Um, though I will say that he was really doing a restart. And so that was a very challenging experience, as you can hear about. But uh, this church planter, AJ, had three questions that he asked as he goes away on a retreat. Or not questions, but three kind of opening lines that he journals about and kind of as he's opening himself up to the Lord's direction. The the first one is I want to just lay before the Lord. What comes to your mind of what you want? The second is I fear. And the third is I surrender. And um, just for like having something simple to do on a retreat, um, you don't need to bring a stack of books. You just maybe even just need a notebook um, and a pen with you, your Bible, to just be asking the Lord those questions. I hear what he has to say to you, what he brings to mind, how he directs you in his word. But right now we need to get out of this whole decision-making reaction mode and be refilled and refreshed. And that it's just not going to just happen with, in a lot of cases without some intention. Yeah. So I think that was what was convicting for Dan and I. Yeah, we have not put in intentionally thinking about how the that needs to be on our calendars, needs to be on yours. How are you taking that time with the Lord? You know, longer than a morning prayer, longer, uh, a little longer time 
um, than just over coffee. Well, and, and a retreat is different than a day off, right? Right. Yes. You need both. What's, I mean, what's the difference? How, how, how do you help frame that in somebody's eyes? Cause I know the guilt that comes with this, right. Where, where you're feeling like, well, I've already got a day off. And what if I just tell people I'm going on a retreat, they're going to be like, what, you know, some people are losing their jobs out there and you're just going and sitting by a lake. Um, how is, why is this important as, as people in full-time ministry to be able to, or part-time ministry or any kind of ministry to be able to do right. uh retreat setting? Right. Well, I, I do feel like um, the expectation of a leader is that they would carry vision. They'd be able to articulate vision, carry vision. And um, that is a necessary work, but vision is only given by God. And if we don't have that time and space where we're really putting ourselves in that posture of listening and open reception to the work of the Lord, I, just our work will be a labor in, in vain. Um, so it is, it is as a leader and a spiritual father or mother, it's part of your work. I do feel that for any lay person in your congregation, an encouragement for them to also have times of retreat is also important. Oftentimes our churches provide retreats for people um, as a way to kind of model this. Uh, but I, I think that especially with leaders within your congregation need to be seeing your example in that um, and doing likewise. I, I don't think that the work of ministry can just be done with everyone gathered in a room collaboratively making decisions. I think that's a huge component of it. Uh, but this time with the Lord to reflect on his words, uh, ministry just can't be done otherwise. So it's not a day off. The day off is for you to like wake up late, still be in your pajamas at 10 maybe, or if you want, have that run at 6 a.m., whatever is filling you and your family up. Um, uh, both are necessary, yeah. but just a little different. So the challenge here is get an actual date on the calendar, like look at it today and say, I'm going to take this day, or if you can do an overnight or whatever, you're able to do this. And, and, and honestly, I mean, what Molly is saying too, we've, we've been around the church planning circles for long enough. I know how many of you are bivocational and you're thinking I'm yeah. working and planting a church. And in any time I'm not working, I need to be working on this. I can't afford to do this. And it may be trite to say it um, at this point, but it's true. I think you you can't afford not to do this. Um, yeah. If you recognize this as truly part of your work, then you need to do what Jesus did and go away for a while and leave everybody yeah. else behind and go away on a mountain by yourself, um, whatever your mountain might look like, um, yeah. and, uh, and, and go to be with the Lord. In the midst of all of this, I think that the times when we say, I just can't right now are the, are the times when we should most likely actually yeah. do it. So, yeah. And why I said at the beginning, like you take a time and your spouse take a time, your spouse may or not be very involved in the work of planting, but I do see the importance of a spouse having that time uh, with the Lord in part, almost for, the words from the Lord, he or she may hear that then confirm what the Lord is speaking to you. And any church planting spouse is highly invested in this work, regardless of what their um, vocation may be, what family life may look like. And so you need to acknowledge that 
there's a, there are things that weigh on them that need more time away and time with the Lord as well. So this is, this is both, uh, if you're married, it's both of you looking at your calendars and figuring yeah. out how that gift of time with the Lord can be given to each other. Yeah, I think it's, I just think it's essential. I think you're 100% right. All right, so the last thing that I have here and, uh, in, and um, um, is this, and, and we, we tell this to, I tell this to church planters all the time, not just when we're in a pandemic, right, is uh, mm-hmm. I think that there are, there are three people that you need in your life that you need to be intentional about finding. The first is you need a coach, um, and uh, and and we do coaching through the Always Forward Institute. And so, if you contact us, we can help you with that. But this isn't a sales pitch for that. Um, we're here to serve you either uh, with one of our coaches or help you find somebody else. We just you need a coach. I don't care who you get coaching from. Um, you need a coach, and a coach is someone who is um, who is paid. Uh, I know there's like oh there's you know, in our diocese, we had this guy over here who's planted church and they assigned him to be my coach. And I've never, ever seen it work well where there isn't a, uh, isn't a, a contract that's involved in somebody who's paid to speak into your life in very particular ways. They need to be trained how to be a coach because you don't just wing that. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a skill set to being a coach. And that this person is helping you get clarity, asking you tough questions, um, holding you accountable. Um, they're not there to just be your buddy. They're there to be your, your coach. And, um, uh, and so again, um, talk to your canon for church planning or talk to us or talk, but you, you need a, you need a coach. Um, and this is a, this is the perfect time to have a coach. There's all these decisions out here. I'm not sure what to do. Let a coach come alongside of you in that. So coach is the first one. The second one is, you need a mentor uh, and a mentor is what some people call a coach um, and a mentor and a coach are not the same thing. And some mentors even sort of volunteer to be a coach, but we need to get this language straight. A coach is, is someone who is paid to coach you uh, and there you have a set time and a bounded amount of time to be with that person. So it's very focused. A mentor is someone who you can call up and say, um, Molly, I know that you've been a part of planning a couple of different churches. I'm sort of working through this. What, what have you guys done on that? And it's a, it's when you need it. It's, uh, it's when you both have time, but someone that you respect and, and, and has wisdom that you can bounce ideas off of or, or share your heart with, or what, there it's, it's a different kind of relationship and it's much more organic uh, in that yes. way. And you, and you need that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, I would say you need a friend. Uh, and it takes intentionality to have friendships. In our culture right now, none of us are really good at having friends. Uh, we don't even know what friendship is a lot of times. It's been defined by sitcoms uh, for the most part. Uh, when we think of friends, we, we think of the 90s sitcom and what that looks like. And I don't think that's a biblical picture of friendship. That's another podcast for a different time. But, uh, but, you, but you need a friend. Right. When I'm talking about a friend, I'm talking about someone that you have a relationship with that, that sometimes is just a matter of sitting around and talking about um, Tar Heels basketball. Um, and, uh, and sometimes it's, and sometimes it's, it's sitting around and being able to say, I'm really struggling right now. Um, and that you can have, that you can have both. And, mm-hmm. and the important thing about talking about, um, the, the beauty of Tar Heels basketball, uh, is that, is that that builds a relational equity so that you can have those other times of, of discussions on here's what I'm struggling with in my life, marriage, ministry, here's where I need your prayers you don't, you don't jump right into that stuff. Usually um, with it, with, uh, with someone who's a stranger, you dump into that 
with someone who you have sat around the campfire with and shared mm-hmm. some beverages with and, and walked mm-hmm. through some life together. Um, and, uh, and, and it just takes, it takes intentionality to have that in our culture period. But I think it's extra difficult when you're in ministry and in church planting, because we can, we can start to think of every relationship as, well, how is this going to help grow, grow the local church? And, and we can, we can accidentally start to see people as commodities and not as, friends. Some people don't need to be a part of your church plant, but can still be your friend uh, and be a huge help in starting that church. They don't, I mean, your friend doesn't even have to be Christian, right? To, um, I mean, when you're starting to get counsel or sharing some things, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's different, but to sit around and talk basketball or whatever else, you, you, um, that's encouraging for your soul and life-giving for your soul. Um, and so, so you need you need those three a coach a mentor a friend and all of them take intentionality i would say mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean i feel like veering in those three things would be something to consider just analyzing do i have these three things how would i go about getting these three things these three people in my life um and and kind of even mapping it out like being intentional, mapping something out, coming up with ideas does, does not dismiss like the organic nature of people coming together. Um, I feel like it creates more of an openness for God to supernaturally create those relationships in your life. Mm-hmm. It helps you know what you're praying for, asking specific requests, um, looking at resources and what's available to you. So uh, that's a great area to persevere in when you're kind of overwhelmed with everything um, to, to focus on that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So we had, um, our themes here were one Mm -hmm. is just recognizing this is hard and universal and yep, you're gonna have to persevere and perseverance sometimes just mean like, I'm not a, I'm not a runner, but I've heard people talk about running before. And, uh, uh, and they, they talk about where, you know, that there's, that there's that sort of middle part of the run. That's just, you're just grinding it out. And then you can get to a place where you sort of get that, what they call the runner's high. I've never had that before. Never really experienced that. Um, but, uh, but I've heard it's true. I have no desire to ever experience that. None. (laughs) Yeah. Um, usually if I'm running, it's out of fear, something, um, but, um, so, so there's a sense of, yeah, it's hard and we just got to push through that. This is going to be a marathon. Yeah. And, and we don't know what the finish line looks like even. And so, yeah, it's going to be hard. Just recognizing that there's some freedom in that, um, uh, steward your energy and, and fight the right fights in the right way. Make sure Mm -hmm. that you're given the right time to the right things, recognizing your capacity may be diminished. And so allotting that, uh, that energy well. Um, uh, and so, and then rest and retreat, um, mm-hmm. in, intentionality in that, and that retreat is part of your, your work. And then find those three people, the coach mm-hmm. and mentor and a, and a friend. And I, and again, I, I recognize there, these kind of conversations when we're, we're talking about, um, self-care or we're talking about perseverance or anything, there's always this sort of irony of like, you're feeling overwhelmed. And so let me tell you about things that you can do to not be overwhelmed anymore. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and then you're like, man, I came here exhausted. You told me I was exhausted. Now you gave me this list of stuff. And, and we don't want you to see it that way. This is part of stewarding your energy. Like we're trying to say, in the capacity that you have, how do you use that? Well, we'll start to look at these things that will help rebuild that capacity and yeah. keep you going for the long haul. Cause we don't, we just don't want you to quit. Just don't quit. Right. Um, just don't, don't quit. Don't, uh, mm-hmm. don't see this as being hard and stop. Um, the church needs you. 
uh, your communities need you. Uh, um, um, uh, Jesus wants you out in this work and we just don't, just don't stop. Don't quit. Um, but some of it is the reminder of like what you have and what you've done. Like you may have a friend who you haven't talked to in a while because it's just been so busy, but recognize the importance of that conversation. Or you may have taken retreats in the past and like myself, not scheduled one recently, or, you know, understood kind of that stewardship of your time and have just gotten out of sync. So it's not even just about starting it. It's maybe going back and remembering uh, what's been done before and, and the encouragement to, to keep doing it. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll bring us to a close with this as well. I think the important thing for, um, for us to always bring this back to you because we're, because none of us are just starting businesses and this isn't business coaching and such that we're doing, which are important, uh, as well. Uh, but, um, but we always have to bring this back to the gospel of, um, of, you know, the reason we do the work of ministry and church planning is that we're, we're compelled by love, right. As Paul says, and that, uh, and that we do this for the gospel and by the gospel. Um, it's, this is about grace. Jesus hasn't abandoned us. He's not like, you know, self, self-isolating in heaven. Uh, and so he can't be with us. He's still attending to us. We're dependent upon his Holy Spirit and, and that he grieves as we grieve. And he's still the God of comfort, as Paul says as well. And so, um, so we need to seek his comfort and his grace and his peace and his mercy uh, and his guidance and to be, to be fueled, to be energized, um, even in the midst of when this is hard, let's just come back to brass tacks. I mean, just to the basics of this, that, um, that, that, um, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not die, but we have eternal life. And so, Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, that's basic Christianity. And that's why we, why we do this work. It's the gospel. And so, uh, and that never dulls and never tarnishes and never fades. So, Mm -hmm. So press into the gospel uh, as well. It is so easy to forget the gospel in the midst of all of the other things we're thinking about. So, mm-hmm. um, so friends, we just want to we just want to remind you as we always do that you're not alone, um, and that if we can help you, we want to be able to to be here to serve you and love you as well, and or connect you to people who are even closer to you that that can. We we don't want you to quit. We also don't want you to to suffer in silence by yourself. Um, and mm-hmm. so, um, so just because you're you're struggling right now um, or angry right now doesn't mean that you're broken, um, doesn't mean that uh, you should be full of shame, and doesn't mean that you have to work that out in unhealthy and destructive ways. There are there are godly and holy and righteous ways in community where these things can be worked out, and we can endure this together. Um, and so, uh, so we just want to lay those truths out to you and offer ourselves to serve you. You can, the way you can reach out to us is uh, you can reach out through Facebook messenger. If you want, that's probably not the fastest, um, but you can go on our website, always-forward.com. And there's ways to contact us on there, uh, as, uh, as, as well. Um, we are easy to, we are easy to be able to track down. And so we love you. Um, we're here for you. Don't, don't quit persevere. Um, Anything else you want to say to folks before we wrap up, Molly? No, I think that's a great way to end. 
Okay. Well, we'll be we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We also are putting all of these Facebook live sessions on the Always Forward podcast as well, so that we can so people can listen over uh, over audio um, when they're when they're driving around and such as as well. And so, if there are church planters that you know need these resources um, and may not be tapped into what we're doing, just send send them some links. Um, send these things to them uh, so they can be part of the conversation as well. It's it's this is one of the reasons why I'm so convinced uh, as to why we need always forward in the movement that we share together um, because this would really stink if we were going through this by ourselves um, mm-hmm. but to be a part of a greater movement and suffer together and see victory together uh, is part of the gift of being in the church so we love serving you and uh, um, we love church planters and so reach out to us if there's any way that we can help um, persevere carry on thanks for listening to the always forward podcast Visit us at www.always-forward.com for more resources, to submit your questions, or to interact with us. See you next time.